Praise God. You may be seated. Nice to be here. Hallelujah. I've been reflecting um, a lot lately about prayer, about the prayer experience. Um, I've made a recent adjustment. Um, it's been many years now that I've been praying at home. Um, there was a season when I went to the church daily for about seven years. And I've decided I wanna, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do that again. Now, I don't encourage anybody to come. We do meet with a group on Saturday, as you do here. But I don't encourage anybody to come and meet me for prayer. <laughs> because I like being alone with the Lord. I like there to be no other factors in the room that would have bearing on me when I come into his throne room or into the sanctuary. And it's, it's been interesting because it's been different Almost every time. Now let me explain. There's times I come in, like other times, and I begin to assault the kingdom of the enemy. I declare things. I am very loud. I verbalize. I threaten the enemy. I, whatever I'm feeling, the direction I'm going, and I do that, and that's, that can be common a few weeks ago, I walked into the sanctuary and went to the, knelt down, it was about 4.30 in the morning, and I, I, it was kind of strange. I felt to pray in the spirit, but singing. And, and I, of course, I glanced around, you know, just to make sure there was nobody there. And then I just, as the spirit led me, I began to Pray, but singing, not just speaking. And I, I got this feeling. I got this feeling that the Lord was enjoying it. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Now, I didn't care. I wasn't, on, I wasn't singing a tune. I w my voice was just going <laughs> everywhere and... And I thought, I'm going to do this as long as I feel to, and did. And it seems to have returned <laughs> quite frequently. But the other day, when I walked into the, when I opened the doors and stepped in, I was reminded of a story I heard years ago by Brother James Kilgore, or about Brother James Kilgore, who was a minister within the organization who was very well known from Houston, Texas. And he preached at a lot of conferences. But anyway, it was told to me when I was at a meeting there one time by a man who attended there in Houston that there was a day when Elder Kilgore walked through the doors and he got down just beyond the doors in the foyer. He got down on his knees 
And he humbled himself before the Lord and crawled slowly and was beseeching God as he made his way through a very large sanctuary to the altar. I don't know what was going on. I, I, I don't know anything about anything except for how it was told me and this came back to me as I entered through the glass doors. Now, I didn't get on the floor and crawl. But I sensed that it was the approach or to some degree a different approach that God was wanting me to approach him. It, I wasn't cavalier. I wasn't casual. I didn't just go busting through and, you know, do what I always do. I feel a returning sensitivity to the Spirit of God. And so I carefully and humbly walked into the dark sanctuary and just began to speak to the Lord, and when I got down to the altar and knelt, I started whispering. <laughs> Literally. I started whispering to the Lord. I've never done that in my life. But I was okay. Because He had, He had moved upon me about my approach to him as though it meant something and it should mean something to me that that's how he was feeling that day towards me prayer is a catalyst for sensitivity communing with God praying in the spirit is a catalyst for sensitivity I'll tell you how sensitive I've become. I decided, I got up this morning at 3 o'clock, got in the car at 3.15, and headed this way. I decided I want to be here for two days. My wife had driven over the day before. And I stopped at Thorpe. I hadn't, I, I, it was so early, there was nothing open all the way over. So I get to Thorpe, 4 o'clock, it's open, and... I get a cup of coffee, and I think, I'm going to get some of them potato things and some of them wings. Now, get this. I get into my car, and I have this fleeting thought. How do they keep those things sterile? And I wonder if they always are. By 8 o'clock, I was throwing up at the farm. Now, I, w I didn't get sick. It was the food. But there was, this, there was something that whispered to me, and it wasn't the spirit of the air. Okay? Because I reflected, but I knew when it happened. I thought, should I just toss these? But I didn't. I ate them. Every last one. And they all came to the forefront. So, 
living and life, God wants to lead us and direct us. You think not in every aspect of your life? He wants to lead us in everything. Okay, number two. You know, through experience, we learn things. Some good, some not so good. But let's talk about some good. In 1995, when my family lived in Sunnyside on a 40-acre farm of apples, we were renting the house, I began to pray there out of necessity. I needed work. I had a summer gig. It was selling paletas. I had a distribution company. And when the first cold day hit, boom, <laughs> it's over. And so we're going into winter, and I begin to pray and about, you know, I just pray. But there were a lot of things I prayed about. We looked over the valley there of Sunnyside, and I prayed over homes and things like that. But I, I had these car hearts, overall, coverall, car hearts. You could lay in the snow and not get cold. And I would lay in the orchard there and pray, and it became a part of me, my experience, in talking to the Lord about everything, okay? Now, we had gone to Sunnyside. We'd been there a couple of years. As far as we knew, that's where we would be and stay. And when the situation surfaced about Puyallup, it was... It was in a conversation between my elder and I, and he asked me a question, and when he did, the answer that came was yes, which surprised me that had to do with going to Puyallup. From that moment, listen, listen to me closely, from that moment, I knew we were going. In that dialogue, just standing out on his property and in that conversation, when the Spirit of God spoke through me and I said yes, to my surprise, I knew we were going. Now, there was a process that we had to go through that involved a lot of other people. But here's the first thing that happened. The Lord took out of my spirit to be in Sunnyside. I felt it. That's when I knew I was going. We would go. Our family would go. But see, I didn't even realize that God had put it in my spirit to be in Sunnyside. We were happy to be there. We wanted to be there. We were involved. We were trying to start a, a work there. But I didn't even know that there was something of God that was in me that kept us there and gave us resolve to be there. Didn't want to be anywhere else. Love driving Independence Road. 
all the way. But that day, the Lord took it out of my heart, out of my spirit, wherever it's lodged. I don't know. And I knew it. And so I knew we were going. Now, recently we have accepted or the, we know that we have the responsibility, but my wife and I are on the west side. Now, this is what's interesting to me. Within a matter of days, I could feel that God had put in my spirit to be there. There's no effort. There's no sacrifice. There's no ill feeling. Now, number one, I never felt that about Tacoma, and that's where we're at. Okay? The strangest thing is, the other day, I, I was driving down familiar roads in Puyallup. And it didn't feel the same to me. Now, I'm not trying to explain all of those pieces except that I know what we're doing right now is where we're supposed to be doing it because God's put it in our spirit to do it. Now, I, it's an assignment. It's a mission. Don't know how long it is. I've quit saying this is the final chapter on anything because that doesn't appear to play out. He is in control. He is leading, and I simply want to follow. Now, I'm just sharing you with pieces of life and its experience spanning many years. Don't ever come to the place where you say this is it. You don't know what tomorrow holds, brother and sister Escobar. But you can trust him. He knows the details. He makes the provision. He brings empowerment, which brings me to another point. I mentioned to a group of men the other day, the last week I had experienced empowering and directional prayer, victorious praying, Day after day after day after day after day. And then, all of a sudden, one night, it's like things started to come crashing in spiritually. The weight, the pressure, the accusing voice, the discouragement. And, and I almost tripped. Until I realized the source of the voice. Ha, this is pushback. We're making headway. This is spiritual pushback. And so how did I deal with that? How do you deal with that? Do you stop? Do you quit? Do you give up? Do you say, oh, no, no, I don't want, I don't want to stir up the enemy. Better not do this, but we better not fast and pray. Because then we'll have to deal with the outcome and how the enemy deals with us. The word of the Lord. I begin to cite the word of God in prayer in the morning. I begin to quote the word of God towards the enemy and push back. 
and victory and empowerment returned. Okay? You have to expect that at times. It's going to happen. But he is our victory. Amen? I don't pray systematically. I'm not praying a list of concerns. There are things that I systematically touch upon concerning my loved ones. Okay? But it's interesting. I find myself speaking out things. Oh, wait. I wanted to read a few verses about this time. Let's read this. Let's go to uh, James five thirteen through seventeen, and we'll just we'll scroll right through this. <clears throat> I don't uh, I don't spend a period of time in prayer at the church. I don't spend 30 minutes. I don't spend an hour. I don't spend an hour and a half. I don't spend time. Okay? I, I spend effort in waiting and hearing and speaking. And when I know that I have spoken out the things that God wants to address through me that day, I might, I might be done. I might leave. Or I might hang around. I'm just saying, I don't spend a slot of time because what begins in the morning usually carries through my whole day no matter where I am the spirit of prayer doesn't lift just because the clock sounded off or you you punched your card it's an initiation it's a beginning for a day and it gives direction for a day in that day okay Let's read. Sorry. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. You ever, have you ever repented and confessed before the Lord but still had that icky feeling? Here's the a, here's a, here's a key. Go get prayer. Call the elder and say, anoint me with oil and pray for me. The scripture's true. Okay? Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, this scripture speaks to me every day. And I look to it and often quote this scripture when I am in prayer. 
Because I'm wanting that scripture point the direction for my spirit and my praying. I want to set direction that I believe when I begin to pray, it is effectual. It is impacting. There is nothing that it cannot touch. But I will call upon the word of God. I will cite it. I'll quote it to the Lord. Making sure he and I are on the same page. Next scripture. I love the fact that he goes from there to here. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Now, I left my apartment the other day and I was speaking this scripture as I was driving down the area where you used to live. And down to those, uh, the highway that runs out to I-5. And I'm looking at all of that Puget Sound. And I'm thinking, I wonder what it looked like here. For three and a half years. You either believe that scripture or you don't. And I would say the swamp dried up. Now the rain came back when he prayed again. It rained not on the earth. By the space of three years and six months. He prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. It's made up for it. That's all, that's all that I want to read there. Uh, the other scripture is. Matthew 17 and 14. We're going to read down through a little bit more than verse 14. But that's the starting point. When they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic, sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? Jesus said unto him, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence." To yonder place 
and it shall remove. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. I was in prayer and I begin to quote this verse. If I have faith as of a grain of mustard seed, I shall say unto yonder mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And I followed it with this. Lord, we don't need to move any mountains today. But I'm praying the drawing of your spirit upon the souls of this Puget Sound region. I want to enter into the dimension of prayer that says, I can move a mountain. But I don't need to move a mountain. My focus, my interest right now is the drawing of your spirit, is the loosing of the minds of men from the God of this world who hath blinded their minds. How can we pray and enter a dimension of prayer and not expect to see a result. We have to. And this is why importunity is importing. Uh, important. Coming back again. Coming back again. Not decreasing in my faith. But knowing because now I've added on another one. And another one. And I stacked on another one. And in importunity I'm asking again. I'm praying in the will of God who's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. God, let souls begin to turn to you. Let them repent. Let them come under conviction. And you can either think that, you know, you're just standing in an empty, hollow building and just shouting unto the Lord and shouting. Or you can come to the resolve. One man, one woman, one person, one believer. One believer, it says. I don't have to have a thousand meet me at the church for prayer. Matter of fact, I kind of enjoy it when they stay home. Now, I come to the group prayer meetings, yes. I initiate some. But on a daily basis, I like going alone. I like getting into the closet. I like being there, just he and I. And I don't care what comes out of my mouth. I prayed the other day that the pornographic servers around the world would begin to crash. I didn't know where that came from. But when it came, I continued in it. Nothing surprises me today of the things that come to me. To simply give voice to, give empowerment to by speaking it out as spiritual expression. I got a list of things I've been praying. I don't think I've ever prayed in my life. But I, I, I'm going somewhere. I feel like I've never been. I'm not stopping until I get there. And then I'll probably not stop then.
but I feel in the Holy Ghost He is leading me to places in prayer I've not been, and I'm going there. It, its dependence is upon nobody else but me and Him. Me and Him. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. He was telling us this man was just like you and me. But he obviously had faith that if God put a word in his mouth and he spoke that If God gives a word to put in my mouth, I don't care what it is. How could he say to a people, if you don't praise him, the very rocks would begin to cry out. Man, what would that sound like? I don't know. I would, you know, rather than look to the word of God and say, well, I believe that, but I don't know if I believe that there. I got to take it all. I got to take it all. Now, I don't understand it all, and I don't even like it all. But I've got to believe the hand of God is in this. Not this. He's not in the iPhones. Let's pray. We are seekers of you. We seek first the kingdom of God. We seek first the kingdom of God and His, your righteousness, Lord. We seek first your kingdom. Anything I need, you add. And even some of the things I want, you add. Because I'm seeking first you. I'm seeking first you. I'm seeking your kingdom first in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're worthy of praise and glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Kama yosuye ya. Ki alamando yosuye. Hallelujah. Jesus, your living word prevail. Your quick word prevail, Father. That which maketh alive. Hallelujah, that which maketh alive. Raise the dead, dormant souls, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Elder Flower.
Thank you, Bishop, for ministering to us. I don't know if anybody else here in the room can tell me what you were doing at 6.28 p.m. today, an hour and nine minutes ago. I can tell you what I was doing. I, I'll tell you why, because I just had to look it up on the timestamp on my phone. I was reading this verse, Brother Timothy, 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And I'll show it to you if you want to see it after church. First Thessalonians 5.17 Pray without ceasing. I felt the Lord impress that verse on my spirit just as I was, as we were on our way here to the building tonight. And I'll be totally, completely honest with you. My first thought was, Lord, I don't want to teach about that tonight just being honest with you because I thought if there's anybody that can take three words and make them last a half an hour or an hour I can do that don't test me <laughs> um, but we heard the ministry of this scripture tonight through what Bishop shared with us he, he exemplified what this verse means to us tonight. It's an ongoing conversation between you and the Lord and whoever else he pulls into that conversation. I will share with you out of curiosity, I looked up the words without ceasing in the Greek. Because in the Greek, this, this verse actually is without ceasing pray. Not that it makes much difference, but that's the way it orders it. And uh, there was a word in there, incessantly. And then I just, for fun, this is what I do for fun sometimes. I looked up what does the word incessantly mean. And I like it when there's a dictionary definition that I know matches what the Greek or Hebrew word means. But I really like this one because a lot of times if you look up in our modern dictionaries, they'll give you a, 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 they'll use that word in a sentence. And this one, incessantly, the word used in the sentence was, she talked about him incessantly. <laughs> now, whatever that means to you, uh, you can probably think of a she that might talk about a he incessantly without stopping incessantly means there is no stop to the talking and I've known some she's that can talk about some he's without stopping <laughs> but this is what uh, this is what this the word means when it tells us incessantly pray without stopping the same way she would talk about him without stopping I should be praying that way because it's the conversation between, between me and the Lord. Amen? Can we stand together? One more time, I'd like us to just pray here. Come on, we're, just, we're entering back into a conversation with the Lord that I don't intend to stop. Lord Jesus, God, I worship and I praise you, Father. You are good to me, Lord. 
I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you for your love, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the opportunity that I have, Lord God, to commune with you. I thank you for the opportunity that I have, Jesus, to talk with you, to converse with you, God, throughout my day, throughout my morning, throughout my evening, Lord, well into the night, God, and early in the morning, in the midday, O oh Jesus, in the afternoons, God. I'm thankful that I get to have this ongoing conversation with you, Lord Jesus. God, I put my trust and my faith in you, God. I know that you will talk to me, Lord Jesus, when you have something to say to me. When you have something to share with me, I believe you will talk to me about it. You will show it to me, God. You will speak it into my spirit. Lord, and when you have things to pull out of me through words, God, whether they're in my own language or another language, I know that you will pull it out of me, Lord Jesus, as a part of our conversation, as a part of my prayers, Lord Jesus. I'm thankful, God, that I could enter into this place. I'm thankful that I could enter into this relationship with you, God, where you are closer to me than anyone. God, where you can speak to me at any moment, Lord God. Any word at any moment, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it, O oh God. I thank you for it, O oh God. Lord, you've proven yourself to us time and time again. God, that you are close, Lord. That you are close by each one of us, God. That we can all find you, Lord Jesus. That we can all find you in prayer, Lord. That we can approach you in prayer, O oh God. That we can come boldly before your throne, God. In prayer, with the right attitude, Lord. With the right mindset, with the right spirit, God. I get to live this way. I'm thankful, Jesus. I'm thankful, Jesus, that I get to live this way. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Let me, let me give you this simple reminder again. It's a conversation between me and the Lord and anybody else that he brings into the conversation. I don't have to force anything beyond that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Greet one another in Jesus' name.